Much of our world is about that fairy tale ending. And while that's cute and all, real love is way more complicated. Yes, it's imperfect, but beautiful, and worth more than some fairy tale. This is the Project Real Love Podcast, where myths are dispelled and you are equipped to find that imperfect but perfect love. Here's your host, Pink Girl Teaches. of the Project Real Love Podcast. I'm your host, Pink Girl Teaches. So as you can see from our show title today, I am going to be talking about the Pygmy Syndrome. I actually do have another episode that will I will publish shortly hereafter, and that one is called Pygmisha. And in that episode, I'm not going to be by myself, but I do have a guest, and it's just a discussion that we've that we share on this topic. But pick me syndrome it really is a thing and the urban dictionary describes it as a person who begs for attention acceptance and approval of a certain group in different things they say in most cases it is to attain the attention and acceptance and approval of the opposite sex it goes on to define it as someone who enjoys and finds empowerment in things in the things that they do that make their significant other happy now you know it sounds like it's the right thing to do you know if it makes your significant other happy yet the thing and the problem with the pick me syndrome in that regard is that it's actually to your detriment so it's like you may have a an abusive partner right verbally let's just use verbally and always putting you down and belittling you and instead of just standing up for yourself and honoring yourself you cower into what he says you don't cook enough or you don't clean well enough or just not happy about everything or anything and you go out of your way to try to meet this crazy expectation that they have and it may be to your detriment you know maybe he's cheating and you just keep accepting it as okay you know we all make mistakes Cheating is not a mistake, okay? Let me just park here for a moment. Cheating is never a mistake. It is a series of conscious decisions that you make. Nobody just falls into somebody else's arms. Nobody just falls penis and vagina into each other and oops, we have a mistake here. No, it's decisions that have been made over time. And it's not like, you know, they just meet and wham, bam. There's conversations that have taken place. There have been, you know, situations that happened that led to cheating. So you saying, you know, or somebody saying that it's just a mistake. No, it's not a mistake. And so when we have somebody who suffers from the pick me syndrome, they're going to find ways to rationalize it. You know, here's another example. Somebody ghosts you and it's gone for however long and they just come right back up and you're so happy to have them back you're so happy for their approval and just their attention and their acceptance that you're okay with this no it's never okay you know it's not okay that behavior is i mean it says a lot without saying much it's telling you how their interpersonal how they handle relationships on an interpersonal level and it shows you where they are as far as their maturity to communicate their thoughts it's it's childish and so why are we why are we um rewarding that behavior so 
this is the pick me syndrome and a lot of the times like you may you're always able to identify people who play the role in social settings or on social media in comment sections where they may or even not even in the comment section but just based on a post where you may see something that says like all women should be should be cooking and cleaning and contributing to the household and he must just have an easy ride okay maybe not an easy ride because he works and he provides 50 percent for that household but does nothing else his responsibility according to the pick me person is simply to come home and just relax and unwind for the day which would be nice if there wasn't food that needed to be cooked children that needed to be taken care of a woman who's been at work too just as many hours and has the same levels of stresses or the same stressors that he has as well as the responsibility of of taking care of the household of the children is homework done have the kids had a bath have i have has everybody eaten have i cleaned up is the kitchen clean before we go to bed are the kids things ready for school the next day while he is seated comfortably in his chair watching his favorite programs whether or he could be playing his playstation or smoking his weed or chilling with the boys because it's time for him to relax no you see that's not that's not acceptable adult behavior because if we are going to be going into relationships and looking at it like what are you bringing to the table what is your contribution where is your 50 percent where's his when it comes to rearing the children and helping her you know where is his unless she's going to stay at home and just raise the children and play that part and he can just come to work and relax but he's taking care of all the expenses i mean there's no there's no one size fits all when it comes to relationships we have to honor each other as in the people in the relationship make your decisions but let them be healthy and be something that is beneficial to both partners in the relationship and not just one person it's unfair you know if he's doing all the work and she's just out with her girls doing whatever just like it's unfair if he's just chilling while she has to take on an extra load so honor yourselves in these decisions so the pick me syndrome i have problem with the pick me syndrome as as i'm sure you can tell by now it does not honor anybody it does not honor the man that he is it does not honor the the, the woman that she is now let's take a look at him first of all it's almost like she becomes an extension of a mother because she has a level of grace that's that's not warranted. He doesn't deserve it. Who deserves to have who deserves to not have to stand up to the things that they do or the responsibilities that they bring? Listen, you have had people with that, you know, who will suffer from that syndrome who continually excuse and forgive outside babies. Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you not holding this man accountable? Because where it's detrimental to him is that it never pushes him or encourages him to be the man that he should be, to man, to be the man that he can be because life is about change. Life is about growth and he has to evolve into the man that he has been purposed to be. But if we keep on handling them with baby gloves and not pushing and inspiring them to be better, and this is not about nagging him and putting him down and 
and kicking him on, um, you know, kicking him down on his hard days. But it's, it's, it's how you do it. It's when you do it. It's where you do it that matters. It's how you speak to him. It's how you show him that you love him and that you care about him, but you still hold him responsible. This is not about wearing baby gloves because there is a way and there is a time that we have to issue tough love. Let's be real. Now, it's detrimental to her because obviously there is something, there is a disconnect in her that makes her feel that this behavior is okay. Now, I'm not necessarily in this instant talking about the woman who is doing it for attention online. No, this is not for her. This is for the one who does it because she wants to make him feel better. Because really, the back or the, or the deeper story here is that she's a codependent. And part of codependency is people pleasing. And so that's why she has to feel like she becomes a doormat for him to walk all over. But as long as he feels good and as long as he continues to stay in the home, in the relationship, in the marriage, she's okay. But at what cost? How do you, how do you feel really on the inside? How are you feeling like when all is said and done and he's back doing the same thing and you're left wondering, where is he? Is he with her? And now the evidence has come before you that, yeah, he's been with her. They even having a baby or it's posted all over social media. How does that make you feel when you just told him it was okay and he just told you he would never cheat on you again or he would never put his hands on you again or she would never do that to you? Because let's face the fact, women do these things too. And men can suffer from that too. This is not a, you know, a one size fits all. There are so many variations to that, you know, codependency. We spoke about that or I touched on it in a prior episode, I believe in episode 31 or in the love addict, uh, love addiction episode, I covered it briefly. Codependency really it's a difficult thing, but it's not impossible to recover from it and begin to honor the person that you are. Actually, not it's not that you recover from it, but you learn how to manage it. And as you begin to engage in other behaviors or certain behaviors, you're able to call your own self out and be like, hold up, wait, why am I doing this? How does this action make me feel? And am I okay with with the way they are thanking me because it's one thing you know for somebody to just issue a thank you based on what they feel but if you have an idea in your mind how they should be thanking you then there's a problem right there because it's showing you're not doing it for the right reason you're doing it for the gratification that comes with it but when you do for another person it should be from your heart so something to think about but pick me syndrome here's my biggest issue with it is that now, this is for the ones that do this for the gram. They are doing it for Facebook. They are doing it to gain popularity with a certain group. Men, right? Women do this a lot. And again, men do these things too because you will see them like, oh, ladies, if he's not buying you this and paying for that and doing this, he's not a man. A man is never measured by what's in his pocket and what he can do for you financially. No, that does, that's not the mark of a man. And if that's what you think, then, you know, you have some lessons to learn because that doesn't make a person. Money should never be the qualifier of manhood or womanhood, you know. And what happens a lot is like men will look at women and ask, what does she bring to the table? Why should I be interested in pursuing her? Why should she be my wife? Well, 
there are many great reasons why. Because men want a soft place to come home to. You want a landing place. You want somebody who is able to rejuvenate you emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, sexually, in all those ways. But you want her to be soft and you want her to be your your safe place where your heart can be you can be uncensored and share with her your day and when life has you know knocked you down she's there she's that safe place but the problem here is like when we now pay attention and listen to and continue to regurgitate the talk that the woman needs to be out here doing everything and then coming home and doing all these household chores while he sits back and just relaxes or She's going to be tired. So how is she going to be that safe place for you? How is she going to be that landing place? How is she going to be somebody who can rejuvenate you when she hasn't had the opportunity to be that for herself? You can't pour from an empty cup. She has got to be in a position or she has to be walking in it and experiencing it herself so that she can offer that to you. Anything else would just be a fraud and fraud, you know, time exposes weak bonds. So it will come, you know, it will arise. Nobody can play the part for forever. It is always going to come out in the end. So why? Let's just get it right the first time. So another thing is you hear, you hear talk of, I want a woman who can build me up. Sis, you got to be able to build this man up. Okay, that's fine. Now, when we take a look at relationships, oftentimes, and this is not the case with every relationship, let's just say, for instance, the man is, let's say he's in his 40s, let's say he is 45, and she's 40. So there's a five-year gap. Now, the question begs, what has he been doing in those five years, that five-year head start that he had on her, that he needs her to build him up? What's been going on? How has he been living his life? What are the decisions that he's been making? Um, Who has he surrounded himself with so that he ended up at this place that needs her to raise him up? You see, what I fully believe is that a man should have a vision. And um, a man without a vision, where is he taking you to? How then do you submit to a man that has no vision? And our vision comes from God. So how do we submit to that? How, and you know, the thing with submission also is you can't submit to a man you don't respect. And if a man is clueless as to who he is and she is, you know, she can be advanced in certain areas, there's a good probability that she may not respect him. It's not for every woman, but it's difficult for a woman to respect a man that she, I mean, to submit to a man that she does not respect. That's just the facts. You can try it. It may work briefly, but it's it's not sustainable. You're going to fall into a place of of that submission feeling like subjection. And this is where the confusion with the whole submission is. There's a big difference, but that's for another show. So the question begets, what has he been doing all this time? And, you know, let's be fair to each each person in that relationship Because a lot of the times what happens is she begins to build him up. And in her building him up, she is elevating the level of confidence that he has in himself. And so what happens? He's now successful. She's she's shown him the potential that he is. She's pulled it out of him. And what's next? 
a lot of the times, not all the times, but a large majority of the times is when now he is in the position financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually to go after the woman that he's always wanted. And she gets left right there in Bilderman University for what? For what? And not only is she left there, but she's been depleted. Now her self-confidence is shattered. Her um, sometimes resources are shattered. She's depleted spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and sometimes even financially. And so she has to work to build herself up. While six months down the line, homeboy is married to this woman who is everything that he ever wanted and looks nothing. And I'm not talking about physical appearance that she does. She is everything he needs because he doesn't need somebody to be his soft place, his landing place. I mean, that's what he needs. But the one he leaves, the, um, the pick me, she was not, never afforded the opportunity to be that because she had to get in the trenches to fight for him and to fight with him and to, to do all these things that it took to build him up to what he needed to be. And that's the problem. You see, now she's callous, she's tired, she's worn out, and she cannot be what he needs. And so who benefits in that? So, yeah, the whole pick-me syndrome, it, it's, it's difficult, you know. And if you are somebody who can identify with this, and you don't have to, you know, it's not about putting up your hand, but if you know inside of you, then it's time to step back and ask yourself why. Why am I okay with accepting this? Why have I allowed myself to continue to play this role? You know, it may look good on the outside. And here's a, here's a, um, here's a thought. So there is a, a picture of, I guess this is Gucci and Keisha that's been circulating and people will say stuff like, well, you know, she was his ride or die and she stuck with him through this and that. Now, I don't know about their lives like that. I don't follow celebrities, none of that. Okay. So I just know what the memes say. So you may know more about their backgrounds and what really happened here. And so people have been saying like, look, Keisha, um, you know, she, he, he left her all this money and she did more than double it. She more than tripled it, but she increased what he had, what he left her with because where she is a woman, that's what we do. Give us a house and we'll provide a home, give us food. We make meals. And if she's smart, give her money and she will make a wise investment. That's what we do. She's not a unicorn. I can do that. There are millions of other women, billions of other women out there who do this all the time. But it's not that they are going to end up like her because let's 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 tell the truth here. When Gucci went to jail, guess what? He left something in her hand. He didn't leave her with children that she now had to figure out how do I support them? He made her financially stable. Or I understand that she was already financially stable prior, but she was not left empty-handed. Now, in other people's cases, in other women's situations, they are left with children, left pregnant, left in a situation where, you know, the money may have been flowing. Let's say it was drug money, right? The money may have been flowing or whatever it was, whatever it was. And now she's left nothing empty-handed because she did what he told her to do or whatever, however they chose to invest that money. But now she's in a position 
where she has to now figure this thing out. Yeah, you got to make wise choices at the end of the day, but we don't know everybody's story. But I'm trying to highlight a point. Everybody can't be Gucci and Keisha. That is not all our stories. And we can't glorify it just because that one situation ended up in marriage. But then here's the bigger question. Who is to say that marriage is the ultimate goal? Yeah, getting married is wonderful, but more than getting married, let's talk about marriage sustainability. Are we doing the work now that makes it easier for us to enjoy marriage? Are we doing the work now that that's setting the foundation for the marriage that we want? Yeah, we, you may watch people get married every day, all day, but don't don't lust after that. Don't be envious and don't want that to the point that it becomes an idol in your own life and you neglect to do the work that it's going to take for you to be a whole and a healthy person in a relationship in your marriage, right? So there's work to do. And the one thing that I would say to anybody who can identify as a pick me, whether you are a man or a woman, it's time to practice some self-love. You cannot pour and you cannot give and you cannot receive what's not on the inside of you already. A lot of times when people talk about self-love, there's a pretty picture attached to it, you know, of like yoga and some beautiful pose or a massage or just one of those pretty pictures of just total relaxation, which is sometimes more of self-care. But when we're doing, if we're going to talk about self-love, let's talk about the difficult parts of it. When it's now calling yourself out on your own craziness. Now, when it's now holding yourself accountable for the decisions that you've made repeatedly that have served the same or that have resulted in the same outcome. And now you're in the midst of those consequences and now you have to love yourself enough to say, listen, self, you tripping, you play too much, you know, this is how you ended up here. And now I need you to do better. That's self-love. That self-love is like purging yourself and allowing yourself to cleanse yourself through tears. And you've got all that mascara running down your face and it's an ugly cry and your nose is running, but you're releasing what's on the inside. Another form of self-love is when you start to write that unsent letter and now the emotions are, you've tapped into your subconscious and the emotions are flowing freely and new things are being revealed to you because now you're setting things in perspective, but at the same time you feel uncomfortable because of the pain of vulnerability, but you carry on. Now that everything is in front of you and you've had a chance to read that letter, you are now holding yourself, you now need to hold yourself accountable to what you're going to do with what you just saw, what you just read. Because it's not just about writing it to release emotions and set things into perspective, but it's so that we can reflect and say, okay, so here's where I notice a cycle or this is this is an area that I know I need to work on. So, um, and let's just say you may deal with issues of rejection or abandonment or isolation, whatever it is, right? You notice it, self-sabotage, procrastination, you notice it and you see it's a pattern in your life. It's time to work on those things. That's self-love. That's doing the hard work. And you've got to know, and I say it always, listen, I don't know if there's ever been an episode so far that I have not said this and I doubt there will ever be an episode that I don't say, but self-love is a precursor to real love. 
in order for you to experience that perfect yet imperfect love for you, you have got to get real with yourself. You have got to get real with yourself. You know, there is nothing to, there's no glory in dimming your light for somebody else's light to shine. You can both shine bright. You have to honor yourself, honor the person that you were created to be because we only have but so many days here on this earth. And at the end of it, what do you want them to remember about you? You don't want to die full. You want to die empty. And part of that means that we have to deal with these things there. You know, you can't be a doormat for somebody else. You have got to love yourself and realize that just as your fingerprints are unique, so are you. That means there's something worthwhile. There's something valuable on the inside of you that the world needs. That's why you're here. It's purpose. And so rather than continue to invest in one-sided relationships rather than continue to sell yourself short to make another person feel better while you continually dig yourself deeper in the trenches work on you love you girl love you sir and serve yourself well because at the end of the day we need you we need the gifts that are on the inside of you. They're unique. Your voice is unique. Your ability to do whatever it is that you are skilled in is needed. And so as long as you continue to settle for mediocre stuff, whether it's mediocre treatment, whether it's, um, listen, um, okay, I'll use me. I could sit back and say, listen, I'm 42 and I have two kids. I'm divorced and... I might as well just, you know, go out with whatever and accept it. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I may be 42. Yes, I have two kids, but that does not mean that I don't bring anything to the table of value. You know, you've got to know yourself. You've got to know what you can offer a person. And like I say, you know, finances is one thing because neither one of us, male or female, really wants to struggle. We don't. If we're going to be very honest, we don't. You know, we want to be able to live a comfortable life. That does not mean that we're all going to be on billion billionaire status, but we want to be able to do the things that we want and live where we want to. That's just a fact. So be truthful with yourself and honor the decisions that you're making or make decisions that will honor the person that you are becoming and the life that you want to create. And another thing that you have to remember is that in these relationships, and I don't even think relationships is the right word because they're situationships. Sometimes we have children that are produced from these situations. Sometimes we bring children into these situations, but you've got to slow down long enough to ask yourself, is this what I want for my daughter? Is this the man that I want my son to be? And if you answer no, then you need to show them something different because at the end of the day, children will repeat what we show them. We can tell them the right way all the time and then just be contrary in what we do. They will pick up and they will repeat what we do. For some people, this is going to be breaking generational curses because this is a cycle that's been repetitive in in your bloodline. It may be you. It should be you. Stand up for yourself. Honor your 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 child. Honor, you know, the life that you want them to have. And so self-love that's going to be 
that's going to be the game changer right there. But once you now have yourself in a healthy place and listen, sometimes you're going to have to go to therapy. Sometimes you're going to have to go for counseling. Sometimes you're going to sit down with, you know, a spiritual leader, your spiritual covering, whatever you have to do, get that, get the help that you need. There's nothing shameful about this, you know, go and get the help that you deserve and that you need and honor yourself and then set up boundaries. Look, I say this again a lot. (laughs) Your boundaries are not to offend anybody. Your boundaries are there to protect and preserve the person that you currently are, as well as the person that you are becoming, period. There is not a single person on earth that needs to respect your boundaries, but yourself. When somebody shows you who they are, this is... Is this Maya Angelou? Believe them. Somebody shows you who they are. Believe them. Don't start trying to interpret things another way. When you feel uncomfortable, be able to respect that feeling because something is out of miss. Uh, something's out of sync. And you know, sometimes people will tell you, get out your feelings. No, your feelings are a good place for you to be in sometimes, as long as you are being rational and not emotional. But your feelings are a good place to be because it's an indicator that there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And sometimes that's how, you know, that's how we recognize that something is going on here because of our feelings. They're just indicators to what's going on around us as well as in us. So that's what I wanted to talk to you today about the pick me syndrome. Like, oh, treat yourself better. You know, we teach other people how to treat us based on what we accept. And you deserve more than that. You were never created to be a person's option. You're the choice. Whether you are a gentleman or a lady, remember, you're the choice. I mean, you are a privilege, okay? That's what I want to call you, a privilege. And so treat yourself like a privilege. It's one thing to go around and even wear a t-shirt that says, I am a privilege. That's real cute. But act like it. Act, behave like it carry yourself like you know that you are instead of just being concerned about what your shirt says okay so listen pick me syndrome yes it's real but it does not have to be your life you can evolve from that and you should so thank you for listening to me today and soon you'll be able to hear an episode where i get into a heated discussion with a good friend of mine as we talk about pick but until next time be good to yourself and love others too Thank you for listening to the Project Real Love Podcast. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe and share it with a friend. Connect with the host on social media at Pink Girl Teaches. Until next time, remember, this is about real love between real people.